Basketball Coaches Show. Hi, friends, and welcome inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. We're coming to you on horseback for the Jackrabbit Basketball <laughs> Coaches Show. Sometimes things don't work exactly like they're supposed to, but by golly, we have found a way to get on the air, and I probably shouldn't have hit the table because something else is bound to not go right here. Tyler Merriam alongside the head coach of the SDSU men's basketball team, Eric Henderson, for what will no doubt be an action-packed show because we're going to take an hour and pack it into 55 minutes. So that's what's happening here today. It's a little and fitting. We didn't show up until after the second media timeout on Saturday. So it's fine, Tyler. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> okay, you can't say anything about any comments I may make the rest of the day. Give me this, fair, give me fair, this fair, USB. Fair. Hendo's over here with USB cables trying to help me out left and right. And thanks to Vaughn and Jerry back at the station, we're on the air. Hi, friends. Tyler Merriam. Uh, Eric Henderson, head coach of the Jackrabbit men's basketball team, is with us. We will have Alex Arians, a member of the men's team, coming up in just a little while. Aaron Johnston, who unfortunately I cannot blame for any of this, although I'd love to. AJ will be here in the back half hour to talk about the Jackrabbit men's and women's basketball teams. Let's start with the men being home for two games to open the month of February and two wins, two very different wins <laughs> over two schools from North Dakota. It started with a 96-73 win on Thursday against the University of North Dakota. And the biggest thing from that game, and I know everybody here will agree, it was seeing a bench of jackrabbits and options and people that could come in the game. You used 10 players in this game, Hendo. What's that feel like? It's it, uh, short-lived, but uh, yeah, it, was, it felt good. It felt good. But, uh, no, obviously on Thursday, Tyler, I mean, when you, when you look at it in totality, um, the energy that our team played with, um, the togetherness, and, and like you said, the options, having Alex back and, and Charlie back was re really special. And, and uh, it, it, was, it was really probably as complete of a performance as we've had all year. We really shared the basketball, multiple guys in double figures, scored it in the paint and, and made 12-3. So um, it, it, was a, it was a great performance all around. And so to have Easley back, to have Arians back, just in general, and I know we joked about this because obviously Easley didn't get to go on Saturday, but to have those two guys back, what sort of an impact does it make? Well, I think it, it it's exciting because I think that's what's to come. You know, I mean, here in the short term is to have everybody back. And, and um, it, it just, you know, you, you like to see, you like to go to battle with your whole squad, you know, and, and uh, that's, that's what the – the enjoyment of it is and you you love to see all these young people take advantage of the opportunities they get and and you know when it's taken away from them for some sort of reason you, you feel bad and so you know to get everybody back and uh, to play in the game that they love and to having you know the squad that almost we felt like we were going to have obviously Luke's not in there but to have the squad we felt like we were going to have all year for the most part that, that's exciting and the adjustment from high school ball to college ball or from one school to another is difficult. And we see that time and time again is that you'll have individuals who will make good strides and then, you know, they might have a setback or it's just hard to be consistent and find your way. And uh, so when you see a young man blossom in a moment, it really stands out and to see what Matthew Moores has done, because we know he's got the weight of the world on his <laughs> shoulders. And I joked with him before pregame, maybe a person or two in this state has heard of him uh, to have him go out and uh, score 23 points on eight out of nine from the field, five rebounds, three assists against North Dakota. Best game of his collegiate career. Yeah, and it's not even close, you know. But like like we talked about, you know, th there's been signs that, that are leading up to this that he's loosening up and, and getting relaxing more and more. And, and uh, so it was – 
it was fun to see that come to fruition and him be rewarded for that. And, and so, uh, you know, when, when he got th- loose there on Thursday, and, and uh, I know that, that made everybody feel pretty good. And, and, and I'm just happy for him, you know, more than any, anybody because, like you said, he's kind of got the way the, the state on him right now as far as that goes. And, and uh, that's a lot for a person to take on. And as much as you tell him uh, that, that, hey, just it's, you're good. You're good. Relax. <laughs> it, it can only go so far. He's got to see, see that, feel that. And, and, and to have him see that happen was pretty cool. And I don't care if you're shooting in an empty gym. It's hard to put up 70-plus percent from the field. In the second half against UND, you shot 8 of 12 from 3 and 22 of 30 overall. That's 73%. Well, the balance was terrific. How we shared the basketball was terrific. And and uh, y- you know when you play inside out, as we've as we've seen from our teams, the past three or four years, you know you can have some really really good percentages. And and um, the way our team was playing with the pace, you know we were trying to play a little faster um, with more bodies. And and uh, when you when you're able to do that, you know you're easy, you're able to get a little easier shots. And and then we were playing inside and out, and it was it was pretty special. And you kind of just sit back and kind of watch as well, you know. And and uh, but 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 our guys have earned that, and and I'm just, it, it's a good time to start feeling more confident, and that's what our team feels right now. And then on Saturday, there's no other way to describe this game other than wildly entertaining when the Jackrabbits <laughs> host the Bison. We talk about this rivalry and how intense it has been and, and how tight these games are. The last 11 Jackrabbit Bison games have been decided by a total of 38 points. None of the meetings have been decided by more than six points. And both of those six-point games, the team that lost had a lead in the final five minutes. So it tells you just these are rock fights. These are white knucklers, however you want to consider it. And this was another one of those. This one had a unique twist on it, though, because you had two phenomenal individual performances. On most nights, a 27-point, 15-rebound performance is the dominant showing. That was what Grant Nelson of NDSU did in only 30 minutes, mind you. But there was somebody named Zeke Mayo on the other (laughs) side of the floor. Mayo in 25 attempts makes 14 of them, 6 of 9 from 3, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, scores a career-high 41 points. On top of that, 5 assists and no turnovers. And uh, the stat nerds, and I say that lovingly because I am one as well, uh, but I didn't look this one up. They tell me that in Division I men's hoops against a D1 opponent, nobody in the last 15 years has had 40-plus points, 5-plus assists, and no turnovers except for Zeke Mayo on Saturday. So I think, and yes, that deserves a round of applause. <laughs> Hendo, I don't mean to put words into your mouth, but I think that's pretty good. Yeah, you can do it again if he wants. I'm fine with that, I suppose. <laughs> I won't get bored of it. I know that. But, uh, yeah, like you said, the, the matchup, the respect that both programs have, obviously everybody knows I worked for Dave for a couple years, and, and – uh, we go about things differently, but but there's a lot of respect between each other. And, and um, you know, both, both teams at the end of the day are, are based on fundamentals, you know, try not to beat themselves, you know, really value toughness and togetherness, um, play totally different styles, but, uh, you know, the values are very, very similar. And, and so um, – it's 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 always a battle, like you said, a white knuckler. But uh, but the, you know, Grant's Grant's having a heck of a year. But uh, but we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about our guy, and he's having a heck of a year too. And and uh, I know you have something to say, so go ahead. 
You're giving me the floor? Yes. My goodness. I better check your pulse on this. Mayo deserves a ton of credit, obviously, but I thought what won you the game was the performance of William Kyle III late. And one of the oddities here, he gets called for what would have been his fifth foul. The referees go look at the replay and decide, no, it was actually on Arians. It could have been called on either one, but they call it on Arians. So Kyle III gets to stay in the game, and thank goodness for Jackrabbit Nation, he did. He finishes with 12 points and 8 rebounds, but a Perfect six of six from the field and two or three just physical, athletic, one-handed rebounds late in that game. Yeah, I mean, we talk about his dynamic ability and and uh, the energy that he brings to our team is is uh, incredible. I mean, the, his ability to protect the rim is something that we probably since I've been here. Um, and and I and I know quite a bit about the program even before that. We we haven't had that that type of a defender in a long time. And even though he he may not block five or six, seven, eight shots a game, he's impacting that many every single time we play. Um, people know where he's at. And and uh, then like you said, his impact, you know, getting offensive rebounds, his offensive rebound put back late was unbelievable. And and um, up there, you know, when we played. We played NDSU up there. We just we, we we didn't do a very good job. I didn't do a very good job uh, of spacing the floor and putting our guys in a position to be successful offensively. We changed some things up, you know, you know, on Saturday and and left one of our post players down low to to open up the middle of a floor a little bit for us. And and obviously Zeke was was terrific taking advantage of the way they were defending the ball screen and and um, it had some tough choices. And then keeping Will down low and 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 using his step-ins we were able to get a couple duck-ins he got a nice dunk out of that but but then his ability to be around the rim and get second chance points especially late was was awesome and, and Zeke's Zeke's performance was 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 man I was just like, like I've talked about his maturity his growth throughout the year because he had some tough days early I mean he really did he he was turning it over way too much he wasn't shooting a very good percentage and he didn't sulk he didn't he didn't feel sorry for himself he kept working he, we kept putting him in that position and and uh, we knew that he'd come around and boy has he ever in the last seven games that spans the past three weeks of conference play Mayo has scored 185 points that's an average of 26.4 a contest and even more remarkable he has made 30 four of 61 three-pointers. That is over 55% during that seven-game stretch. And so, no surprise, he was the Lou Henson Mid-Major National Player of the Week, the Summit League Peak Performer of the Week. Uh, he earned all that. And then some just a fun game, great atmosphere at Frost Arena. Boy, are you kidding me? That was special. <laughs> it was uh, – that, that was – you know, the energy that our people give and, and uh, the support that we get, it, we talk about it all the time, a second to none, and and um, I know it's going to be even better on Saturday. We'll talk about that <laughs> if we're still on the air when the Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches <laughs> Show continues. We are live from Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome back inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill for more of the Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches Show. We remind you before or after all of the home events, and there's a few this week for the Jackrabbits. If you haven't looked on GoJacks.com, you really need to because we've got coming up on Friday, the SDSU wrestling team is at home. On Friday, there is an equestrian event at home. There is an indoor track meet on Friday. On Saturday, equestrian and indoor track are both hosting events as well. There's a men's basketball game on Saturday. On Sunday, wrestling is back home. So there's a lot of things happening before and after all of it. You come down here to Cubbies, and rumor has it there's a big football game on Sunday. 
Sunday as well that might have some interest. And uh, you can also make your reservation if you want to be a part of those festivities during the Super Bowl. All here at Cubby Sports Bar and Grill, Main Avenue, downtown Brookings. Tyler Merriam, the head engineer of our broadcast today, Eric Henderson. At least I'm going to throw that on your plate. And <laughs> Only when it messes up. Well, that of makes course. makes sense from hey, you. Hey, you know, I, you've taught me well. <laughs> fair, all right. Fair, fair. You're fair. welcome. <laughs> uh, let's let's discuss a little bit about uh, the University of South Dakota. The Coyotes are coming into Frost Arena on Saturday. It is a one-game week for the yellow and blue. And I tell you what, this is a Coyote team that, uh, if you're Eric Peterson, uh, you're struggling to figure things out because on Thursday, North Dakota State goes into Vermilion. And, man, the Coyotes looked good. It's everything that you thought they might be able to be. And you're like, man, they're a team that can make a big push at the Summit League Tournament. And then on Saturday, they didn't look very good at all against North Dakota. So they're almost a Jekyll and Hyde team, which makes it kind of scary to prepare for, doesn't it? Yeah, you're exactly right, Tyler. They've certainly been that way. And now we know which one we're going to get. I can <laughs> tell you that much. And, and uh, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna be ready. Um, and, and it's going to be a battle. There's no doubt about that. But like you said, you know, they go beat St. Thomas at St. Thomas, then lose by a, a large number. It's just yeah. it's been, you know, a little bit like that form. But but they're more than capable. They got older guys, especially, you know, in their guard guard uh, guard play. You know, A.J.'s been, you know, through a bunch of things. And, you know, obviously he's not, you know, hasn't quite fully probably recovered from his knee injury, but he is still a special player. And, and Tassos down low is certainly capable of making four or five threes against you. So they're, they're, they're very, very capable basketball team. I know they won here during the pandemic with the COVID-19 protocol, so it wasn't as full of a frost arena as we'll have on Saturday. But this being such a tough place for opponents to win, the Jacks have won 18 consecutive Summit League games in frost arena. Because of that scenario, when you've got guys like Plitzer White and Comateros who have played in this gym and won, that has to help them, right? Yeah, they're experienced. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, Perot Hunt has been there four years. You know, Archambault. Archambault's been there a couple of years. And, you know, the, the Paul uh, Bruns, he, yep. he was at UND's. So they, they have guys that have been around. Mm -hmm. and. And they've got really, really good players. And, and they're, you know, they're still you – know, I know it's late in the year, but I'm sure they're still trying to fit it in. And they've had a few injuries, too, coming and going. So it, it's it, – they're very capable and scary team. You know, we did a really good job the first time of challenging them on the perimeter and making them earn everything, um, keeping them out of transition. And those will be two keys for us as we go forward to Saturday. we got to make them score in the half court. and Because when they score it in transition, they become a lot better basketball team. And, and then we got to do a good job of guarding the arc as well you know um perot hunt is is a very you know he's a little streaky but he is a big time key he's made six threes in a game this year so we, we've got to do those two things and then obviously rebounding is always something that's going to be important we, we didn't win the battle on saturday but we, we, we won the game but we didn't win that rebounding battle no but it wasn't as lopsided as it was in fargo which was a big reason why no you question. won that game uh, uh, fans of course want to know uh, alex arians return played both games this week easily returned thursday was missing saturday what will the bench look like for the yellow and blue we're, we're, we're hoping to have the whole squad ready for us to go on saturday you know uh, you know Ch charlie's deal it's it's you know he's still sore you know and he was sore he wanted to give it a go on thursday so we were okay with that he woke up friday pretty sore and you know there's a possibility still that he was going to play Saturday but just kind of for per precautionary reasons we didn't want to do that you know we want to make sure we're, we're at full strength as we get even a little closer to Summit League tournament time but uh, and you know Alex is doing well and obviously the way he played on Saturday was terrific and um, just to have Alex back in his calming 
presence on the court. You know, he's played a lot of games. I think probably the most minutes in Jackrabbit history, my friend. Most starts in Jackrabbit history. We're going to talk to him in just a minute. So you've glossed over some of the numbers, but what does he mean to this program? Well, I, I think what I said before, just that stability that Alex brings, you know, he's, he's been around a long time. He's been through, you, you know, so much as a player. He, you, you know, he's, he started at the four as a redshirt yeah. freshman when Mike, Dom, when, when Mike Dom was a senior, you know. and We've and, got some black and white pictures of that era. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And, uh, and I had some hair, too, so it was fine. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, but, oh. but, but, but then, you know, you know, Brandon Key goes down that following year, and Alex was kind of playing on the wing, and, and um, we had some choices to make as a staff. And I'm like, you know what? let's 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 try Alex at the point guard deal you know and and um he 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 hasn't relinquished it since you know it, it just it, does he bring the ball up every time no but but every clutch moment he, he makes every free throw he yeah. takes care of the basketball he gets big time rebounds um he makes everybody around him better and and that's just talking about stuff on the floor you know he's an incredible teammate you know he, he loves everybody in the locker room um, he's easy to be around, and, and uh, he's, a, he's a special young man. Hendo, appreciate all the time, the technical support, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Always a pleasure, my man. He's Eric Henderson, head coach of the SDSU men. Alex Arians joins us when the Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches Show continues. We are live from Cubby's Sports Bar and Grill. Stay tuned. This is the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome back to Cubby Sports Bar and Grill as the Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches Show continues. We are live on Main Avenue in downtown Brookings at your Jackrabbit game day headquarters. We're having all sorts of fun here on this Monday night. I'm Tyler Miriam. You heard from Eric Henderson, a member of multiple Hall of Fames in the state of Nebraska. And now we are joined by a man who is destined for a Hall of Fame in Wisconsin, maybe one in South Dakota. Who knows? Please welcome the sixth-year senior from Madison, Wisconsin, number 34, Alex Arians, everybody. How you doing, Al? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to have you here. Uh, we joked earlier, Hendo and I, about how long you've been here. Uh, and you and Dentlinger have been setting screen and rolls for each other for seemingly three decades. But uh. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite a bit. But uh, honestly, I've enjoyed uh, every minute. Uh, just honestly honored and uh, blessed that I could uh, spend uh, six years with this program. So it's been fun. Six years. I mean, how have things changed from your first day here to now? Uh, the roster has changed a little bit, <laughs> but uh, no, it's been uh, it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun. All right, uh, walk me back in time because uh, from Madison, Wisconsin to Brookings, South Dakota, what led you to SDSU initially? Yeah, uh, honestly, coming uh, out to Brookings and uh, visiting here, I honestly didn't know if I'd like it. Uh, you know, Madison, quarter of a million people going to high school, right? Uh, basically, almost downtown. Um, and like I said, kind of a, a rural, uh, a rural town, um, a smaller town than what I'm used to. But uh, I came here. Uh, SDSU was backed a lot by uh, the fans, uh, community based, and honestly, I loved it. Well, Jackrabbit Nation has certainly loved you. There's no question about that. What's been The most starts in program history, the most minutes in program history. Uh, Dentlinger has jumped you for games, but you're still top two in program history in that. But of all the roles you've played, is there a favorite? Like, do you, do you like being the one or the four, or does any of this matter to you? Uh, no, not really. Uh, kind of a guy. Just no, no, no matter what my role is, I just want to affect the team, bring a good attitude, and uh, be there for my teammates each and every night. So whether 
you know, I was playing the four back back when I was a redshirt freshman or playing point guard now. I really just uh, want to have a positive impact on my teammates. So Let's run through the family lineage of basketball now, all the Arianses and where they played their college ball. Yep, so my mom played uh, actually with Mike Dom's mom at Wyoming, and then she transferred to uh, University of Illinois Chicago, then uh, or Loyola Chicago, excuse me. Then my dad played at uh, St. Norbert's uh, D3 school back in Wisconsin. My brother played at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee for uh, four years and then grad transferred to Wake Forest. And then last one's me. But this is my favorite part of this story. So you got a mom and a dad that both played college basketball, yep. yet neither one of them taught you how to shoot. Nope. <laughs> they say they do, but all I remember is my grandpa. We'd lower the hoop to seven feet in the driveway. Um, my grandpa, you know, sitting there. Shot's a little messed up now, but <laughs> coming across the face. But, uh, you know, grandpa used to – Used to bring, uh, you know, the elbow in and try to teach me the form in the driveway. But, yeah, that's what I, I remember. Yep. I love it. Uh, tell me about what it's like to play in Frost Arena. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, honestly, some of the best home court fans in all of college basketball each and every night, no matter what we're playing or who we're playing. Uh, everybody shows up. You know, there's a rocking crowd, and it's honestly a great environment. I forgot to ask one question to you about this. Your mom and dad both went to the same high school, right? Yep. Portage High School. Yep. And they both won state high school basketball championships yep. in the same year. Yep. 1982. Yep. Do they ever talk about that? Oh, a little bit. My <laughs> mom, So my dad won one and my mom actually won. I think she won two or three for basketball, and I think she had like two or three more for volleyball. So so she was the real athlete it, of the family. It, yeah. Does that, I bet that comes up at some Thanksgiving yeah, it does. discussions. Yeah, it does. Um, Hey, I, I just I just want to know what it means to you, this group of Jackrabbits, because as Hendo brought up, uh, there's been some adversity along the way, whether it's it's Zeke or whether it's been Charlie or Luke or or all these things. Uh, you know, what is it like? What is that group? What does the team mean to you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, each and every year is special to me. I just love uh, being around the guys. But, you know, I think this year with, uh, you know, kind of what we've been through, like you mentioned, you know, guys get out, sick, hurt, you know, whatever the case may be, kind of just the ups and downs. You know, we're always there for each other. We always have each other's backs. And, uh, you know, each and every day we do uh, what we can do to help the team and uh, get better. Talked about Jackrabbit Nation adoring you. Do you have any thoughts to share with this group that is listening and watching right now? Uh, well, I guess, you know, don't want to – talk about my time coming to the end but you know I, I really appreciate everything that uh, you know Jack Urban Nation has done you know for me and this program and the school for the past uh, six years um, like I said earlier I honestly enjoyed uh, you know every minute I've been out there with the guys so uh, honestly appreciate everything that you guys do not only for me but uh, for you know student athletes and SDSU and the community in general so uh, thank you. Before I turn you loose yes round of applause before I turn you loose, let's run through the degrees here. The undergraduate degree is in? Business Econ. Business Econ. Now yep. we're working on a master's. Yep, Sport and Rec Administration. Okay, and what are we going to do with all this? Uh, so I actually interned last summer at Northwestern Mutual, kind of, you know, financial advising. So the kind of the next step is uh, I'll be in Sioux Falls uh, for at least this summer, and I'm thinking all of next year um, after this. So I'll be, uh, be uh, trying to go full-time with that. But you know you're always welcome at Frost. Yep. I mean, you've been here six years. You might as well keep it going, right? <laughs> yeah. Alex Arians, everybody. When the Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches Show continues, we'll talk women's hoops with Aaron Johnston. AJ is next. We're live from Cubby Sports Bar and Grill on the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield.
Back inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill and more of our Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches Show on this Monday night as we've talked SDSU men's hoops. The Jackrabbits will be hosting the University of South Dakota on Saturday night at 6 o'clock in men's basketball as part of the South Dakota Showdown Series. The women's game will be in Vermilion on Saturday at 1 p.m. We'll talk about that and the two games that occurred this past week for the women's basketball team with their head coach, Aaron Johnston. AJ, welcome. And uh, we talk about this trip up to North Dakota. You made last week two of the better teams in the Summit League. And to go up to, and to win a couple of games by double figures on the surface looks very good. Give me your overall thoughts and how the team played up north yeah it was it was good it was cold i know it was cold back here but it was i mean it was really cold up there that is like take your breath away chilly um yeah we, we played well in both games and i thought we really practiced well we had a good week going into it the team was was really focused and i, I don't want to say they've you know they've just heard so much and some from me but from others that they've just haven't played great on the road and like i said i'm the one that's said that as much as anybody you know, honestly, I think we played really well this weekend, and it wasn't just because we made shots and things came easy for them. They really had to to dig in and, and compete, and that's where I thought, you know, that the best part of the road trip was. Yeah, we got the the record that we wanted, and certainly scored enough points to do it. But we had really good effort in both of those games, really good focus in both of those games. We were, you know, tough-minded. I thought, and and then I think because of that, you know, shots started falling. I always think making and misses shot, making and missing shots is is really important, so no one can ever underestimate the importance of making shots, but it's it's a result. It's a byproduct of about seven or eight things that have to happen before a shot goes in, and we can focus a lot on just the, the actual makes and misses, uh, but our team really played well in all those areas, and we made a lot of shots, but like I said, that was a, a byproduct of all the other good things that we did to, to be in position to really play well on offense and defense, so I had a lot of standout performances, and had to play against, you know, crowds. There's some old, you know, history there. And um, some of those fans seem to know me by first name. I don't think I know any of them, but they sort of used it an awful lot up there. Um, so that'll be good. But that was fun to have that kind of uh, just atmosphere and everything. And, and I think our players sure enjoyed it, competed hard there, and got the job done. Well, you left out an important detail. Were there any unique adjectives before or after the name Aaron when it was oh, yelled? Sure, I don't. Uh, I just <laughs> you hear the name and try and tune everything else out, I guess. It is interesting, though, when you go up to North Dakota State, for instance. I mean, Amy Rooley, the legendary Bison head coach, is sitting there on across from the bench doing television commentary. So uh, you had some some battles in the North Central Conference days with Coach Rooley. Yeah, I know a lot of history with both of those programs, which is fun, and there'll be a lot of history with our game this weekend. That's that's a lot of fun. I think people really appreciate that, and and some of those fans, I'm sure, that watch here and then obviously watch in those facilities, have been around for a long time too. Well, speaking of history, Maya Selland made history this past week as she became just the second women's basketball player in South Dakota State history to reach the 2,000-point mark. 2,005 is her career total. Selland also has 823 rebounds, 151 three-pointers made. She's stolen 174 balls. She's blocked 76 shots, 433 assists. It's a pretty impressive resume. Now, this is a sixth year for Maya Selen, but by the same token, I mean, she's been through so much with injuries and whatever. It's 143 games played, 131 starts she's made to reach 2,005 points. Her and Macy Miller, of course, the other one, and they played together, of course, a few years back. I, I had to be honest, when we put out the picture earlier today, at first I thought it was photoshopped of Macy and Maya together, mm -hmm. and then I remembered that Macy did indeed play with Maya for a couple of years. Yeah, pretty good team. I wonder... <laughs> so uh, I wonder, uh, I wonder how many assists Macy had. 
Did she get to 423? Well, you know, we can find this out. <laughs> we, we have the ability to look these things up, yeah. AJ, since you're wondering. You know, I laugh about that, but that's really incredible. You know, 2,000 points and 400-some assists. I mean, Jiminy, that's pretty remarkable. Sometimes those things don't go hand in hand. They, they take on a little different light. Macy had 428 assists oh, so in 144 assists. games. So Selland has five more assists in one fewer game. Hmm. That's crazy for both of them, really. I mean, they just are such a big part of those teams, and, and uh, they create so well, not only for themselves, but I think, you know, usually when you get to 2,000 points, it, it means you shoot a lot. It just does. It means that you have a volume, you know, shooting mentality. Um, but I don't think I'd ever go back and watch Macy or Maya and just think that they're out there with one thought, just yeah. going to go out there and score, and everybody else is going to stand and watch. You know, I just never felt like either one of them played that way. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that's really impressive about Maya. You mentioned the rebounding and everything else that she does. She's just such a complete player and does a ton for our team. This weekend, she had some big steals for us, some big rebounds. Um, we're a little more intentional, I thought, about trying to get her involved. And uh, and teams are very intentional about trying to take her away. So that's become, you know, a, a good challenge to have. But it also creates a bunch for a lot of our other players, too. So uh, great, great, you know, honor, accomplishment, achievement for, for Maya. Uh, she's got a lot more points in her, and uh, it's going to be fun to see how far she can take it. Since you sent me down this road, Macy actually ended up with 5.8 rebounds per game. Uh, 755, so Maya has her beat, but she had a lot of rebounds herself. But to your point about shooting, uh, Macy with 2,000 points shot almost 50% for her career. Maya with over 2,000, 51.1%. So they're not having to shoot five times to get five points. It's uh, it's lower volume because of how well they're shooting it. Yeah, I think so, and there's kind of our style of play. You know, yeah. We would never just go out there and say, hey, we need to, to have that from either one of them, and, and that's been really good over the years. And I think um, I've said this you know, several several times, but um, you know, Macy and, and Maddie Giebert really complement each other throughout their careers because they were both so good that it was hard just to take away one or the other. And then when Macy and Maya played together, same thing. And now Maya's doing that for other players now. She makes it you know, much easier for Paige out there, quite honestly. And, and Paige will do that for other people as she goes forward in our program. So it's great to see how those things feed off each other. Not that people are chasing points, but um, how they bring out the best of each other and then help each other in their just development and confidence. And, and that's where you have, you know, special players really have a huge impact in your program. Um, you can have scores that help you win games, uh, but you also have really special people that help you build a program. And Maya, Macy, any of the names that I just mentioned are certainly those kind of people too. To use a line that you just used there about, uh, uh, you know, how when, when you see the best, how you respond, things like that. North Dakota State on Saturday, I mean, they're the number two team in the league. They're itching. They haven't lost at home this year. You come in. They get off to a great start. They're up 25-18 three minutes into the second quarter, and they score one point the rest of that quarter. So you took their best shot early and then responded in a huge way. Yeah, we did great. We were down 11-2 to start the game, and, and they just made some threes. You know, they did. They ran a couple of really good sets and caught us just out of position and executed well and, and made those shots. We had some turnovers. I thought we were just not really taking care of the ball very well. Uh, but then our defense was exceptional. You know, Callie Tyson's had, I think, 36 rebounds in the last three yes, games. three straight double-digit rebound games. Yeah, and there's another one where it's not like we're, you know, playing our 38 minutes a game. Yeah. Uh, to get 36 rebounds in three games averaging probably close to 18 minutes a game is remarkable. And so you have people out there that are really 
focused on you know playing well within their role and Callie is one of those people she's hard to score on inside she rebounds well helps well communicates well we have just very few breakdowns defensively when when Callie's out there and we have other people that do that too I think Haley Timmer I've talked a lot has really grown in her defense uh, we played against two of the best scoring guards in the league this weekend one from North Dakota one from North Dakota State and I thought our perimeter group Haley is one of them Tori is one of them Drew Page um, they all defended really well and made it hard for some of those talented perimeter players to get going so our defense was a big part of, of both games uh, but at, at that second quarter against North Dakota State as you mentioned we really we really did a good job and sometimes you get teams that just miss some shots and they probably miss some easy ones too as we did uh, but our defense was certainly a factor in that in that game um, you know, down whatever I said, eleven to two, mm -hmm. and then to have a ten-point lead going into the locker room—that's—I mean, you have a lot of ground to make up there. So we played really well. To your point about Tyson, uh, she played sixteen, nineteen, and sixteen minutes in those three games. So you're talking about uh, what fifty-four minutes, and to get thirty-six rebounds is sensational. Then the other point about the perimeter play up in Fargo, Paige Meyer—a nearly perfect game statistically. She plays twenty-five minutes. 15 points, made all five of her shots, all four of her free throws, three assists, and a couple of steals as well. Yep, and if you ask her, she'll feel like, yeah, I did some things really poorly out there. Hmm. You know, she just is – she is so hyper-focused on being an elite player, like in a good way. Not like she'll get in her own head and think too much about it. Um, she just has that kind of drive where she can go back and look at everything that happens on the floor and think, okay, in that situation, what am I going to do better? And I know that's how she'll feel after that game or even that stretch of minutes that you talked about. Um, um, it, it's really, you know, exciting and it's remarkable because she's a young player right now and she's got a lot of really good basketball in front of her, but she's been a huge part of our team for the last two years and, and uh, we're excited to see how she continues to grow as a player for sure. I want to follow up on Haley Timmer too, 16 points in each of these two games and you've talked about her progression, but what has made the difference for her to make this jump? Because it really started in that WNIT run where she had to take on a little more role and she played so well and then she's just carried that on here into her sophomore more year. Yeah, I always think opportunity is a big part of it. Okay. Uh, we'd always like to say that, you know, as coaches, you're doing the right things, and, and but sometimes you just need an opportunity, and you can't always have an opportunity. Like, I don't part of why she didn't play more early is we were going with some other people at that time. We, we had some other perimeter players that we were really utilizing, and then when Haley had that opportunity late, she absolutely made the most of it. Now she's done that in the starting role, too. Um, and so you have to have that opportunity, that thing, whether it comes right away as a freshman, or sometimes that opportunity comes in your junior or sometimes even senior year we've had players throughout my time here that have really you know gotten to their potential but they do it you know in their third year or so and that's great to see too it's it's a lot of fun uh, but you have to have that but then you also have to have that work ethic you have to have that talent you have to have that focus and Haley has all of those things she's in the gym all the time um, she constantly wants to think about things watch film she wants feedback she's just really driven to to be successful South Dakota State women undefeated in Summit League play after a pair of road wins up in North Dakota. They are in Vermilion on Saturday afternoon. We'll talk about that when you come back to Covey Sports Bar and Grill. It's more of the Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches Show. We are live on the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome back inside Cubby Sports Bar and Grill for the Jackrabbit Basketball Coaches Show as we come down the home stretch with the head coach of the SDSU women, Aaron Johnston. I'm Tyler Merriam, and uh, we've got a big road game coming up for SDSU in Vermilion on Saturday, and then next week will be the final two home games for the Jackrabbit women's basketball team 
And all sorts of big events will be planned for that, of course. Uh, senior Day is a week from Saturday. Uh, Maya will be honored for the 2000th career point. You always do those special presentations the first home game back. You'll have your pink game coming up next weekend as well. Yeah, we're looking forward to, to next week. Big one coming up this weekend, but that final home stretch to do our Think Pink game on Thursday. We'll have some, some pink jerseys that we'll play in, and we'll auction those off after the game. That's always been really positive and appreciate everybody's support so come out on thursday and think about that and then yeah senior day is always a big day and it comes up quick this year you know we're in the middle of yeah. february and and here we are so it goes by quick but we do have a big one before that on saturday we'll get ourselves ready for and that big one of course in vermilion against the university of south dakota as part of the south dakota showdown series and when you look at this uh, this coyote bunch the first time around you played them in brookings and you played about as well as you possibly could yeah i mean that's just the thing you just never play that well if you do, it's once in a, such a short while, it's hard to think back and look at that game and feel like, well, let's do this and this and this because that was, it was just one of those games. And we've been on both sides of that. We've had other games like that in success winning, and we've had other games like that that haven't gone our way. Um, at this level, when you play really good Division One teams uh, and someone plays well and someone isn't really on their game, that can happen. So for us, it's about just kind of hitting the reset button and trying to figure out since then, what have we done well and where do we have to improve? And same when we watch them, what are they doing now? Um, so it really doesn't give us a lot to go on. Um, but I think for us, quite honestly, we haven't played well in Vermillion the last couple of times we've been there. Uh, before that, we had a lot of close games that we just didn't quite pull out, but the last couple of games we didn't play well. So uh, we've got to figure out a plan to uh, just to be better than what we have. But I like how we're playing. You know, we've, we've really kind of improved, I think, in some areas. That's been fun to see as a coaching staff, and I think our players are really uh, excited because they can sense that too. You know, they're, they put so much into this. At this point in the year, when something doesn't go well in the court, most of the time they know, you know, and players will look over and they're like, I got to get to this spot. And I'm like, yeah, you need to get to that spot, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's great to see that because they're just so in tune with what we're trying to get done. And, and uh, you know, it's fun this time of year to see them really growing that way. So hopefully we can go down there and, and have a good day and, and play some good basketball. You made a remark about the trip to North Dakota that you played at a couple of good atmospheres. And certainly in Fargo, they had one of their bigger crowds they've had for women's hoops in a long time. So to help, I guess, prepare you a little bit for that game on Saturday because you know that's one of the more hostile environments you'll play in. Yeah, for sure. And that's what's fun, too. We appreciate that and enjoy the rivalry that we have with a lot of teams, particularly with, with South Dakota and just how important that is in the state. And I think our team understands that and they, they know that that's a challenge, but they look forward to that challenge as we, we all should. I mean, that's why we, we you know do this is because we want to be in those situations uh, when it's our crowd, even when it's somebody else's <laughs> crowd. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get ourselves in a good place, but the team's doing well. I really like how Paige has been playing. Uh, Drew's been fantastic too. We've been able to play Paige and Drew a little bit more together here recently and with some different lineup so that's been good to see um i mentioned callie earlier just how well she's played and you know we got tori and haley and and peyton and a group of them just in a, a good spot so now it's about trying to um, you know, really play our best basketball, not just this weekend, but as we go into these last couple of weekends and, and get ready for, for this championship run. I don't mean to sing, single her out, but, you know, Peyton didn't have her best offensive game up in Fargo. Most teams, and one of their seniors goes and plays a top two or three team on the road, and a senior doesn't score, it's going to be hard to win, and you just kind of went right along without it, which speaks to your depth. Yeah, for sure, and you know what, the night before that, Tori didn't have, if people looked at stats, probably one of her better offensive games, and we still played well in Grand Forks, and that's been one of the real strengths of our team is we just 
we want everybody to play well, and that's usually better. But um, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes other teams defend someone a certain way. So it's not even somebody having an off game. Sometimes it's just the other team, you know, took some things away. So we certainly don't ask our players to overthink that or stress out about it. I think as a whole, our group is in a, a really good place right now. All right, AJ, best of luck on Saturday. We'll see you back here next week. Okay, thank you. It's the South Dakota Showdown Series. The women at 1 p.m. in Vermilion, the men at 6 p.m. in Frost against the University of South Dakota. For AJ Hendo and Alex Arians, I'm Tyler Merriam. We'll see you next time from Cubby Sports Bar and Grill on the Jackrabbit Sports Network from Learfield.